ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರೀ ಜೈ ಗೋಪೀ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರೀ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರೀ ಜಯ ಗೋಪೀ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರೀ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರೀ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಸಮವೇದ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಜಯನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರಮಾಣ Thank you.
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा हरिओ सो वील रीड फ्रॉम कैंटो सेवन वील कंटिन्यू द जर्नी ऑफ चैप्टर सेवन फ्रॉम कैंटो सेवन ऑफ द श्रीमद भागवतम चैप्टर सेवन इज टाइटल्ड एज वॉट प्रहलाद लर्नड इन द वूम्ब वॉट प्रहलाद लर्नड इन द वूम्ब सो वी आर almost towards the concluding verses of this chapter our specific focus today will be on texts 51 and 52 text 52 is not written on the board i'm not sure how you all are going to follow it but <laughs> probably what i'll do is i'll just go with text um 51 we all can narrate and i'll just mention text 52 because you all will not be able to repeat it because it's not written here so text 51 goes as follows nalam dvijatvam devatvam ऋषि वासुरात्मज ऋषि वासुरात्मज प्रीननाय मुकुंद प्रीननाय मुकुंद न वृत न बहुत न बहुत ऋषि वासुरात्मज प्रीननाय मुकुंद न वृत न बहुत ऋषि वासुरात्मज प्रीननाय मुकुंद न वृत न बहुत ऋषि वासुरात्मज 
ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ಋಷಿತ್ಮಜ ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ಋಷಿತ್ಮಜ ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ಮಾತಾಜೀಸ್ ಋಷಿತ್ಮಜ ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ಋಷಿತ್ಮಜ ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ಋಷಿತ್ಮಜ ಪ್ರೀನಾಯ ಮುಕುಂದ ನವೃತ್ತ ನ ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ನಾಟ್ ಅಲಂ ಸಫಿಷಿಯಂಟ್ ದ್ವಿಜತ್ವ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಅ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಹೈಲಿ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಫೈಡ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ದೇವತ್ವ being a demigod rishitvam being a saintly person va or asura atmaja or descendants of asuras prinanaya for pleasing mukundasya of mukunda the supreme personality of godhead navrittam not good conduct na not ಬಹುನ್ಯಾತ ವಾಸ್ಟ್ ಲರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ನ ನೀದರ್ ದಾನಂ ಚಾರಿಟಿ ನ ತಪಃ ನೋ ಆಸ್ಟರಿಟಿ ನ ನಾರ್ ಇಜ್ಯ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ನ ನಾರ್ ಶೌಚಂ ಕ್ಲೀನ್ಲಿನೆಸ್ ನ ವ್ರತಾನಿ ನಾರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಕ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ವಾವ್ಸ್ ಚ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಪ್ರಿಯತೆ ಇಸ್ ಸ್ಯಾಟಿಸ್ಫೈಡ್ ಅಮಲಯ ಬೈ ಸ್ಪಾಟ್ಲೆಸ್ ಭಕ್ತ್ಯ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಹರಿಹಿ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ 
अन्यत अदर थिंग्स विदंबनम ओनली शो ट्रांसलेशन माई डियर फ्रेंड्स ओ सन्स ऑफ द डीमन्स यू कैनॉट प्लीज द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड बाय बिकमिंग परफेक्ट ब्राह्मणस माई डियर फ्रेंड्स ओ सन्स ऑफ द डीमन्स यू कैनॉट प्लीज द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड बाय बिकमिंग परफेक्ट ब्राह्मणस डेमी गॉड्स और ग्रेट सेंट्स और बाय बिकमिंग परफेक्टली गुड इन एटिकेट और वास्ट लर्निंग नन ऑफ दीज क्वालिफिकेशंस कैन अवेकन द प्लेजर ऑफ द लॉर्ड नॉर बाय चैरिटी नॉर ऑस्टेरिटी नॉर सैक्रिफाइस नॉर क्लीनलीनेस और एनी वाउज कैन सैटिस्फाई द लॉर्ड द लॉर्ड इज प्लीज्ड द लॉर्ड इज प्लीज्ड ओनली If one has unflinching, unalloyed devotion to Him, the Lord is pleased only if one has unflinching, unalloyed devotion to Him. Without sincere devotional service, everything is simply a show. Purport. Vasila Prabhupada ki jai. Prahlad Maharaj concludes. that one can become perfect by serving the supreme lord sincerely by all means material elevation to life as a brahmana demigod rishi and so on are not the causes of developing love of godhead but if one sincerely engages in the service of the lord his krishna consciousness is complete This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 9.30. Aapi chet sudurachāro bhajate maam ananyabhak sadhureva samantavya samyak vyavasito hi sah. Even if one commits the most abominable actions, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated. To develop unalloyed love for Krishna is the perfection of life. other processes may be helpful but if one does not develop his love for krishna these other processes are simply a waste of time dharma sva anushtita pumsah vishvaksena kathasu yah na utpadiye yadiratim shrama evahi kevalam duties dharma executed by men regardless of occupation are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the supreme lord shrimad bhagavatam 1.2.8 the test of perfection is one's unalloyed devotion to the lord the test of perfection is one's unalloyed devotion to the lord om namo bhagavate vasudevaya नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय
నారాయణం నమస్కృత్య నరం చైవ నరోత్తమం దైవీం సరస్వతీం వ్యాసం తథో జయముధీరయేత్ నష్టప్రాయేషు అభద్రేషు నిత్యం భాగవత సేవయా భగవతీ ఉత్తమ్లోకే భక్తిర్భవతీర్ణైష్టికీ కృష్ణాయ వాసుదేవాయ దేవకీనందనాయ నందగోపకుమారాయ గోవిందాయ నమో నమ ఓమ జ్ఞానతిరాంధ్య జ్ఞానాంజనశలాఖయా చక్షురోన్మిళితం తస్మై శ్రీగురవే నమ శ్రీచైతన్యమనోభీష్టం స్థాపితం భూతలే స్వయం కదామయ్యం దాతి స్వపదాంతికం ముఖాం కరోతి వాచాలం పంఘుం లంఘాయతే గిరిం యత్కృపాతమ్మహం వందే శ్రీగురుదినతారిణం వాంచాకల్పతరుభ్యశ్చ కృపాసింధోభ్యవచ పతీతానాం పావనేభ్యో వైష్ణవేభ్యో నమో నమ జయ శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య ప్రభూనిత్యానంద శ్రీ అద్వైత గదాధర్ శ్రీవాసాది గౌరభక్తవృంద హరే కృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ 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 హరే 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 రామ హరే రామ 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 హరే హరే నాలం ద్విజత్వం దేవత్వం ఋషిత్వం వాసురాత్మజ ప్రీణనాయ ముకుందస్య న వృత్తం న బహున్యాత ద సెకండ్ పార్ట్ ఆఫ్ ద వర్సెస్ న దానం న తపో నేజ్య న శౌచం న వ్రతాణి చ ప్రియతే అమలాయ భక్త హరీర్ అన్యద్ విదంబనం మై డియర్ ఫ్రెండ్స్ ఓ సన్స్ ఆఫ్ ది డీమన్స్ యూ కెన్ నాట్ ప్లీజ్ ద సుప్రీం పర్సనాలిటీ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ బై బికమింగ్ పర్ఫెక్ట్ బ్రాహ్మణాస్ నీదర్ బై బికమింగ్ డెమీ గాడ్స్ నార్ బై బికమింగ్ గ్రేట్ సెయింట్స్ nor by becoming perfectly good in etiquette nor by becoming vastly learned none of these qualities can awaken the pleasure of the lord nor by charity austerity sacrifice cleanliness or vows can one satisfy the lord the lord is pleased only if one has unflinching unalloyed devotion to him without sincere devotional service everything is simply a show <coughs> so we are in a very interesting section of the shrimad bhagavatam every section of shrimad bhagavatam is interesting <laughs> but specifically the pastime of prahlad maharaj was something that was even very dear to chaitanya mahaprabhu also as much as dhruva maharaj pastime was so in this pastime prahlad maharaj a five year old boy is telling this verse if we sit back and imagine it's extremely difficult to imagine a five year old saying such prose <laughs> if you like it's impossible to hear that right so prahlad maharaj in who is five years old he is explaining to his classmates what he has heard in the womb of his mother his mother's name was kayadu right yeah so the demigods were going to kill his mother and him because the demigods were afraid 
of Hiranyakashipu's lineage because the demigods were very scared of Hiranyakashipu. Hmm? Even with his eyebrows, he could control them. Hmm? So then they decided that what if his son also becomes like him, then what will happen to us? So they tried to kill hmm? uh, Kayadu and Prahlad Maharaj. But it was the timely intervention of Narad Muni which saved the day. Narad Muni said that, don't worry, I will take care, I know there is something that is there in the future and this boy is not going to harm you in any way. Rather, he is going to be a great personality, so leave him alone and leave the mother alone. And then Narad Muni took them to their ashram and then in the ashram, Narad Muni started speaking regular Srimad Bhagavatam to Kayadu. And whatever Prahlad Maharaj heard in the womb of um, from Narad Muni, that is what he is now reciting to his classmates. As, as a part of that, he is reciting this beautiful verse. Now, this is the greatness of a Paramahamsa. Prahlad Maharaj is a Mahajan. Prahalado Janako Bhishmo Balir Vayasaki Vayam. These are the, he is one of the several Mahajanas. So, only a Mahajan can actually separate what is pure devotion from other components. Only a Paramahams can do that. Because what's the nature? Where does the word Paramahams come from? Paramahams comes from the word Hams. Hams is that personality, Hams is that bird which can pick out the milk from a mixture of milk and water, which no human being can do. <laughs> right? Of course, you have to go to a chemical laboratory. I don't even know that someone has tried it out. Okay? The milk is coming out and, and, and the swan can simply take that with its mouth, right? It can just drink the milk and leave the water back. That's called as hamsa. So what is Paramahamsa? Amongst so many components that are there, for example, in today's translation, charity, austerity, sacrifice, cleanliness, becoming a Brahmana, becoming a demigod and so many things, the Paramahamsa can cleanly pick up what is it that pleases the Lord. And that's where this, this becomes very important, this verse. And Prahlad Maharaj is thus separating the wheat from the chaff. He is separating the essential from the non-essential in bhakti. Now who is he teaching to? He is talking to his friends who are extremely materialistic. They have no idea of devotional service. Externally they are, externally they are his friends. Externally they are very gentle but internally they are asuras. What is asuras? Earlier speakers were explaining. Asura means? Yeah, don't do, those who don't care for Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. Those are called as Asuras. Hmm? For them, their mind is their own Guru. <laughs> that is called as Asura. Hmm? So, they have no regard for God or His words. Hmm? And their mind naturally is more inclined to matter. Hmm? Whereas Prahlad Maharaj is a spiritualist. He is not a materialist. So, this is a conversation which is, happen between, which is happening between a spiritualist and materialists. Hmm? Prahlad Maharaj is giving them the science of spirituality. As Chaitanya Charan Prabhu said in one class, material science is the study of matter. Material science is the study of matter. But spiritual science is the study of what matters. Okay. So, he is trying to explain to them what really matters to Krishna. Hmm? What can please him. Hmm? 
So, in the translation, there are several comparisons that are given. Hmm? There are certain different aspects given and Prahlad Maharaj is kind of eliminating all these things. Hmm? Saying that this is not going to please the Lord, that is not going to please the Lord, that is not going to please the Lord. Hmm? So, he's first comparing them with perfect Brahmanas. Hmm? Will being a perfect Brahmana please the Lord? Prahlad Maharaj says no. Why? One of the qualities of a Brahmana is that a Brahmana is highly learned, hmm? very erudite, hmm? very perfect in his rendition of the Bhagavad Gita. So, he has seen his own father reciting Bhagavad Gita very fluently. <laughs> when Hiranyaksha died, Hiranyakashipu was trying to mollify the grief of his relatives. And in that Hiranyakashipu was speaking poetry. <laughs> he was speaking science of self-realization class he was giving to everyone. But internally what happened? Hiranyakashipu harbored animosity towards Lord Krishna, hmm? right? So, but, but very fluently he was telling the Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? In Hindi, we say, Mu me Ram bagal me churi. No? Hmm? Everyone remembers that dialogue? Yeah, it's like that. Hmm? So, this is hypocrisy. Hmm? Talking something and thinking something within the heart. Hmm? So, Prahlad Maharaj has witnessed this hypocrisy on the part of his father. Hmm? He has also witnessed the opportunism of the demigods. Hmm? What is the opportunism of the demigods? The moment demigods realize Hiranyakashipu is away, what is that they say? When the cat is away, the mouse is at play. <laughs> Correct? Hmm? So Hiranyakashipu was away, immediately they took an opportunity to kill mother as well as who will kill a pregnant woman, right? Which man in his senses will do that? But demigods even thought of that idea. It was the timely intervention of Narad Muni that saved the day. Hmm? So he has seen the hypocrisy of, you know, the learned nature of his father, which is a Brahminical quality in one sense, being learned. He has also seen the opportunistic nature of the demigods. Hmm? The demigods' logic was that the son of a criminal has to be the son, has to be a criminal, therefore he has to be killed. What kind of logic is that? Right? Hmm? The sons, the, the fathers of our spiritual masters may not be, may not have been Vaishnavas. <laughs> Correct. So, every, any combination can happen. Father can be demonic, son can be, you know, devotee. Son can be devotee, his child can be demonic. Or everyone can be devotee, or everyone can be demonic. Everything is possible in this material world, right? So, he saw the principle of that though somebody may be a demigod, somebody may be a Brahman, he saw the yasyasti principle here. Hmm? What is the yasyasti principle? Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavad akinchana sarvair gunair tatra samasate sura harau abhakta kuto mahad guna mano rathena dhavato vahi. Therefore, only a devotee is one who really can be trusted to have all good qualities because the devotee, the devotee may be work in progress devotee, may not be a pure devotee, but the devotee has placed himself in the fire of bhakti. Therefore, it's only a matter of time because the devotee becomes perfect. Though the devotee seemingly may demonstrate imperfections. But for a non-devotee who has never placed himself in the path of purifying himself, where is the question of good qualities manifesting? Even if the non-devotee has got a good quality, it is only because the non-devotee is being subjected to the mode of goodness, which is amongst the three modes of material nature. So sometimes they will also be in mode of goodness, 
Eventually they'll go to mode of passion and eventually mode of ignorance will capture them because they are not in the fire of bhakti. So, he can see the principle very clearly. Hmm? Therefore, he's saying no, no Brahman, no demigod. Hmm? <coughs> but for Narad Muni, Prahalad Maharaj did not see pure devotion in any of these people, neither in his father nor the demigods. Why? Because one of the characteristics of pure bhakti is fearlessness. He saw fear in his father. Because of which his father was doing all this tapasya. I should not be killed outside, inside, neither day, neither nor man, nor animal. No. So he was doing, he was trying to hedge himself from all sides. Like a treasury department hedges with all foreign exchange in a bank. So that if one currency goes down, another currency will pick up. Right? So he was trying to hedge himself from every, all sides. So he saw fear. And fear is not the sign of pure devotion. Hmm? So he did not see it in his father. He saw fear even in the demigods. Hmm? He could only see pure devotion in Narad Muni, because Narad Muni was fearless. He saw all these big, big personalities, powerful personalities, he saw all of them breaking down when they were subject, subjected to adversities in their life. Because again, that is the nature of a pure devotee. A pure devotee does not break down when subjected to extenuating circumstances. The pure devotee still, in Hindi we say, chale chalo, chale chalo. A pure devotee is continuously engaged in bhakti regardless of material circumstance. That is called as nishtha. Whereas he did not see any nishtha. So the real test of one's character or faith or devotion is one is how one responds when one is subjected to adverse situations in life. Because when everything is going good, all hari bols, dandavat pranam, everything will happen nicely. But when Vanda happens, when Lafada happens, <laughs> when two people have to work cooperatively with one another, that time the real test of humility will come and then we will come to know where we are. It is easy for us to practice etiquettes with devotees, but is, is it easy for a daughter-in-law to demonstrate Amanitvam and Adam Bitvam with mother-in-law? Question mark. Is it easy for a son-in-law to um, deal affectionately with mother-in-law? That is, a, that is again another test. So these are several tests which come in all of our lives. Right? We choose who we want to love, we choose who we don't want to love. Right? Whereas pure devotion means love for all living entities regardless of who they are, seeing everyone as children of God and setting an example by our own behavior. So therefore Narad Muni, so Prahlad Maharaj is only seeing this in Narad Muni, the quality of being Samadarshi, who doesn't have love, hate, love, hate. I love this person, I hate this person. I love this person, I can't stand this person. So he's seeing that in Narad Muni. <laughs> now here, <coughs> in this verse, Prahlad Maharaj is clearly demarcating between activities that are done out of compliance, Activities that are done out of expectation and activities which are done out of love and affection unto the Lord. Compliance, expectation and love. Bhakti can be done in all the three modes. Finishing 16 rounds is a, is, 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 comes in which category? Compliance. <laughs> I have complied. <laughs> I finished my 16 rounds. That's compliance, right? Expectation. Is what? Lord, after all, I am your devotee. 
Why I can't win that auction in Albert Park? Those rascals who are coming, they are also winning the auction. Why I can't get a house? Oh Lord, may, by, may that house be mine. <laughs> this is called as expectation, right? And love means, na janam, na dhanam, na sundarim. <laughs> Under any circumstances, it doesn't matter. What matters more is your desire for my life. Whatever you decide in my life, that is what is my life. And Lord, as long as you are happy, it's okay. One day you will make me look like a Paramahamsa, another may I will look like a monkey in front of everyone. That's okay. As long as you are interfering in my life and it's your plan for my purification. So, compliance, expectation uh, and uh, is not going to please the Lord. It is love which pleases the Lord and that is the mood with which Prahlad Maharaj is speaking this verse and he is you know, administering these instructions to his classmates. The central point here which he is trying to address is Lord Krishna is not attracted by one's achievements. He is not attracted by one's feats. He is not attracted by one's demonstration of excellence in doing a particular activity. Whereas the Lord is very easily attracted by a heart which is filled with love. A heart which is going towards him, which is moving towards him. Even if that love has not culminated in anything materially tangible or externally very discernible, even if that does not happen, the Lord accepts it. That is why Lord is called as Bhavagrahi Janardhana. Otherwise, he would have been called as Result Orient, Result Grahi Janardhana. <laughs> Who is Result Grahi Janardhana in our life? Our boss. <laughs> I don't care what you did. What are the results? What have we achieved quarter on quarter in terms of revenues? What are the margins you are achieving? I don't care what you do. Show me results. This is corporate life. Krishna says, I don't want results. I just want to see you in which mood you did something because results are anyway given by me. They are ordered by me. Karmane vadikaraste ma phaleshu katachana. So, this is the quality of bhavagrahi janardhana. Only Bhagavan can be like that. No ordinary human being can be like that, right? He sees only the intent, not the result. That's the point that Prahlad Maharaj is hammering. The intent, the love within your heart is what Krishna sees. Because he is the giver of results. And the only thing he does not, all results are ordained by him. Because he is Upadrishta, he is Anumanta. He is witness and he is sanctioner of all results. But there is one thing which he does not interfere with. What is that one thing? Free will. He does not interfere with that. Except for those people who have attained the last component of surrender, which is called as Atma Nivedanam. What is the difference between Atma Nivedanam and other components? Goptritve Varanam, Tata, Rakshichiti, Vishwaso, everything is there in surrender. But what's specific about Atma Nivedanam? In Atma Nivedanam, one is surrendering one's free will also to the Lord. Bali Maharaj says, that, oh Lord, I don't have anything to give you. So take myself. Every part of me, including my free will, I surrender to you. Now you do whatever you want to do with me. That is why it's called Atma Nivedanam. Surrendering that free will also, which Krishna ordinarily never takes away. But we surrender, the devotee surrenders that to the Supreme Lord. So, now in this particular section, there are three distinct themes that are coming. In the whole section, not only just in this verse. If you see the the verses leading up to this and the subsequent verses, three themes you can notice. 
First is how none of these components, austerity, vows, cleanliness, all these things, how none of these components in this translation can get an entrance for us into the spiritual world minus Krishna. It's like saying how all the zeros are meaningless. You can put zero 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 zero. But it is still zero. But the moment you put a one ahead of it, then it becomes a big number. One multiplied by ten raised to the power of infinity. What is that one? That is Krishna. So put Krishna ahead of all these things and then everything makes sense. But take that one out and everything is not. Zero. That's the point history. None of these components in itself without Krishna can get us bhakti. Then he is also talking about how does a jiva get bhakti then? If a jiva does not get bhakti from vows, austerity, penances, knowledge, becoming a demigod, then how does one get bhakti? So that's the second point he is addressing. And thirdly, how he is emphasizing how any one of these components which one does with bhakti, any one of these components can deliver one to the spiritual world. So let's take one by one, let's dissect the translation for today. So first he talks about, my dear friends, O sons of the demons, you cannot please the supreme personality of Godhead by becoming perfect brahmanas. Let's look at brahmanatvam, which is the first quality which he is negating now. So. This may sound very ironical at the outset. What? Brahmanatvam is being condemned by Prahalad Maharaj? After all, what am I working so hard for? I have to do Iskand Disciple course. I have to do Prabhupada Leelamrit course. I have to give interview. After all that I get my Brahman initiation and Prahalad Maharaj is saying this. Isn't that an irony? What is going on here? At the outset that's what we may, it will, it will look like that. So, what is this Brahmanatvam that Prahalad Maharaj is talking about? Prahalad Maharaj, when he is talking about Brahmanatvam, he is not talking about a devotee Brahmana. Prahalad Maharaj is talking about that tendency of a Smartha Brahmana or a non-devotee Brahmana to give more importance to Jnana than to Bhakti. That is a tendency which Prahalad Maharaj is condemning here when he is talking about just by becoming Brahmana, you cannot please the Lord. Our knowledge doesn't please the Lord. Hmm? Our application of knowledge, that is what pleases the Lord. Hmm? So that's the point that he is trying to hammer here. He is also trying to hammer the rule, he is trying to hammer the dominance or the preponderance of rules, or sorry, of essence over rules. He says, the rules to hell with the rules. Look at the essence. Because sometimes a devotee will ca get caught up in so many rules that they'll forget the essence of things. Right? So, he is talking about that. He is talking about the domination of devotion over scholarliness, which any Brahmana gets besotted with. <laughs> Brahmana falls in love with his own erudition. Right? So, so he says, for all these things, hmm, Zero marks. Zero marks for reciting Purusha Shuktam beautifully in the right meter without devotion. Zero marks for that. <laughs> so that's what he's trying to tell when he's talking about this Brahmanatham. Hmm? Because this knowledge without Krishna consciousness 
एक्चुअली नॉलेज इज सपोज टू लीड टू ह्यूमिलिटी बट नॉलेज विदाउट कृष्णा विल लीड टू प्राइड एग्जैक्टली विपरीत इट विल टेक अस इन द रॉन्ग डायरेक्शन इट विल लीड अस टू प्राइड इट विल लीड अस टू बिकमिंग कॉम्प्लिकेटेड पर्सनैलिटीज दिस वॉज ब्यूटिफुली डेमोन्स्ट्रेटेड बाय लॉर्ड चैतन्य महाप्रभु इन दी आदि लीला लास्ट चैप्टर वेन लॉर्ड चैतन्य महाप्रभु इज डिफीटिंग केशव कश्मीरी केशव कश्मीरी हैड कम विद अ बिग चादर आई एम अ बिग कश्मीरी पंडित एंड ही लॉर्ड महाप्रभु सेड ओके इफ यू आर अ बिग पंडित कैन यू टेल मी कैन यू कंपोज अ वर्ड कैन यू कंपोज अ पोएट्री ऑन द गेंजेस विच इज फ्लोइंग एंड केशव कश्मीरी वेरी ब्यूटिफुली इन अ वेरी ऑर्नमेंटल फैशन he gave spontaneous verses on the ganges and then how did mahaprabhu deal with him mahaprabhu said very good you are such a scholar i am not qualified <laughs> that is what mahaprabhu is saying right i don't know anything about all these things but with your permission can i please speak few things which seem to me like anomalies but then i'll be guided by you because you are the scholar and then one by one Mahara, mahaprabhu cuts his pride he finds out all the follies hmm? according to the rules of grammar vyakaran poetry is cutting keshav kashmiri to size so because the lord knows that at the end of the day glorification of ganges through poetry yes it's good it's it's better than glorifying some bollywood personality <laughs> correct glorifying ganges is good but that is not enough if that if the essence of that glorification has not been understood and if that glorification is not leading uh, resulting in one's internal transformation hmm. otherwise it's just words 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 so that's the point prahlad maharaj is hammering when he's talking about brahmanatvam here then coming to demigods one should not being a demigod will not please the lord what is he trying to talk here again at the outset it may seem very ironical because in nectar of devotion it is said there are six characteristics of bhakti hmm. what is the first characteristic klesha agni relief from material distress second characteristic is shubhada what is the translation of shubhada dawning of all the good qualities that are available in the that are seen in the demigods <laughs> at all auspicious qualities seen in the demigods will dawn upon the devotee so then it may seem ironical if this is true then what is this talking about the do not try to become a demigod again it may seem like that so what prahlad maharaj what is prahlad maharaj condemning here then hmm? prahlad maharaj is condemning that mishri bhakti does not attract the lord mishri bhakti means mixed devotion hmm? one leg in devotional life one leg in material life hmm? do you know of anyone like that <laughs> okay so mishri bhakti does not please the lord so that's the point he's trying to say when he's talking about demigod hmm? devotion that is mixed or tainted with material desires hmm? that's why rupa goswami said pure devotion is what anya abhilashita shunyam jnana karma adi anavrtam hmm? no tinge of material desires hmm? because the fourth characteristic of bhakti if you go in that sequence what is that klesha agni shubhada moksha lagurata in that sequence one of the characteristics is what sudurlabha sudurlabha means bhakti the innate nature of bhakti is that it is rarely attained by anyone pure devotion pure devotion is rare sudurlabha why mishri bhakti is all too common right even if you see 
our own lives is it pure devotion <laughs> it is mishri bhakti hmm? correct because there are some material expectations also hmm? along the way hmm? right and sometimes we think it is our right to get certain material privileges because we are chanting hare krishna mahamantra <laughs> oh lord how can you do this with me hmm? after all i am not following four regulatory principles i am not chanting your holy names hmm? therefore you have to give me some special treatment at least no so this is our problem right so mishri bhakti is all too common hmm? but mishri bhakti does not attract the lord because one of the um, characteristics of pure bhakti is what krishna akarshini that which attracts the lord such that the lord becomes subjugated to his own devotee so mishri bhakti does not do that therefore prahlad maharaj is condemning mishri bhakti is demigod mentality hmm? little love for krishna one leg lots of love for krishna but another big leg is in material life hmm? so that's the that's what he's trying to do and we are we have seen ample examples of this in the demigods okay if we had, i don't want to single out indra but but king lord indra comes as the special example of this mishri bhakti right for example he was he is a nice devotee of the lord but when it when he saw that his own worship was disturbed by lord krishna he sent a samvartaka clouds <laughs> right he saw he was so that shows what nature of the demigods that shows that demigods yes they have lot of bhakti for the lord but they also want to be respected by others they also want to be worshiped by others right so therefore prahlad maharaj is hinting at this point saying that yes we may do lot of bhakti but at the end of all that if we still have not given up our desire to be respected by others then what happens then krishna will not accept that bhakti hmm. that is why that verse trinada pisuni chana tarorev saishtuna amanina manadina kirtaniya sadahari the other aspect is attachment demigods also show immense attachment for their possessions what is one example of that lord indra's attachment for the parijata tree <laughs> so are satyabama wanted the tree i'm asking all of you if krishna comes and says can i please some of you who may have courtyards and trees okay so <laughs> if krishna comes and says hey hello hari krishna how are you hey krishna hey come 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 oh, my wife satyabama hari bol hari bol satyabama i want that flower will you say no <laughs> you can't take that right but actually indra did that what an opportunity he had what an opportunity he had and he lost that opportunity it he led a war because of that parijata tree what is there in that parijata tree right so that is called as demigods are also attached right they are attached to krishna but they are also attached to their material possessions hmm? or the quality of insecurity hmm? right which as practicing devotees we may also have hmm? many many times insecurity is seen why are you talking to my bhakti vriksha member he is my i am cultivating why you are talking to him ajra hey, pata pata karo kya baat kar rahe ho dekho 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 kya ho raha hai udhar this is called as what insecurity right insecurity and who showed insecurity indra with who prithu maharaj prithu maharaj hey just find out what that fellow is doing hey he has completed almost all 99 horse sacrifices one more my position is gone right therefore go and steal the horse dressed as a saffron robe so that nobody will come to chase you right so this is how even demigods can succumb to the to respect to attachment and to insecurity and if that is not enough 
they can also succumb to familial attachments. What is the example? Lord Indra was cursed that you will go down in this material world and you will live like a pig. <laughs> so he actually came down and he is living with his piglets in a gutter. And Brahmaji comes and says, Are Indra, kya ho gaya bhaiya? What happened to you? What's happening? Don't you know who you are? Come. Higher taste is waiting for you. Indra is saying, eh, don't worry, don't you see I am busy with my family here. We are having nice lunch here <laughs> in the gutter. <laughs> right? Don't disturb me. So, demigods are attached even to their families. Okay. So, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, do not even try to become a demigod. Being a demigod is not good enough. It doesn't please the Lord. Now, third, he is making a big statement. He is saying, Rishitvam Vasurat Majataha. Rishitvam. Now you will say, what is the problem, man? What is, what is Prahlad Maharaj's problem with Rishi? Hmm. Right? Not Rishi Kapura. Rishis. Hmm. Okay. So what is the problem with Rishis? Why is he saying great saints? Saints are not dear to the Lord. That too great saints. So this is what, this again sounds very ironical. Hmm. Why? Because all of us are also advised to cultivate saintly qualities, right? All the time, we, we receive these instructions, we have to develop saintly qualities. So what is this Rishitvam that Prahlad Maharaj is referring to here? Obviously, Prahlad Maharaj is not referring to the Rishitvam which is demonstrated by Paramahamsas. He is not talking about that. He is referring to that Rishitvam which is devoid of love of God. That Rishitvam where you are a Rishi but you are doing something which is not pleasing the Lord. So, what is this? Example of this is the attachment of a Rishi to his own austerities. I am such a tapasvi. Attachment to one's own austerities and one and when one has such attachment to one's own austerities then one demonstrate presumptuous behavior <laughs> one develop one demonstrates arrogance as a result of power that comes from austerities i'm a big rishi i have to be respected how dare you eat ekadashi water how dare you sip that water before i come to your house therefore i would create a demon who will destroy you so this was Shown. Now, where does these qualities come from? Because when we do too many austerities without doing it for the pleasure of the Lord, then those austerities will make us fall in love with ourselves. I am so austere. Poor thing. I can do nirjalikadashi also. I can fast for 48 hours without food and water. See how austere I am, right? And with such austerities comes self-righteousness. We think that whatever we do is right because I am able to do all these austerities and therefore people who are not doing these austerities, they, ha they have to be wrong because I am doing more austerities than them. Hmm? So self-love, self-righteousness comes as a result of this. Hmm? Or sometimes these austerities will give mystic powers by which one starts thinking, maybe the Mayavadis are right, maybe I am only God. <laughs> Look at me. Look at my ability to manipulate matter. So, these things can come and then comes the misuse of those powers. So, when he is talking about Rishitvam, he is talking about this dirt which comes along with the practice of Rishitvam. Hmm. Then he talks about etiquette. 
Hmm? What is he, where is he saying? Where is the etiquette mentioned here? Hmm? Anywhere? Somewhere he is mentioned, no? Vishitvam, Asura Atmaja, descendant of Achuras, pleasing Mukundasya, Supreme. Now, Vrittam, not good conduct, yes. Vrittam, he is talking about etiquettes, right? So, now again this looks ironical. Because all the time we are being hammered about Vaishnava etiquettes. And he is saying, to hell with etiquettes. <laughs> right? So now what is he talking about? There is so much emphasis in Vaishnavism about sadachar. It's not enough to do sadhana. It's not enough to do seva. Along with sadhana and seva has to be sadachar or behavior. Right? So, so much emphasis there. Then why is he undermining, supposedly, the importance of etiquette here. Hmm? So, what is that about etiquette which can go terribly wrong? We'll take examples of that. Hmm? Duryodhan. Duryodhan also invited Lord Krishna for prasadam. Not prasadam. For food. <laughs> right? How did he invite Lord Krishna? With lot of etiquette. Hmm? He invited him. Beautiful arrangements he had made. Lord, I have made this Malai Kofta, Sarsonka Saag, Makkiyadi Roti. Everything was there. Right? Hmm? Papu Anna. Hmm? Bobbattu. Hmm? Okay, all, this is some, some Hyderabad dishes I am talking about. Right? Modak. Hmm? Everything was there. Right? But Krishna said to hell with all that. He went to whose house? And ate what? Banana peel. Right? To hell with all these etiquettes, right? And there was no etiquette. What, what kind of etiquette is this? That you don't even know what you are offering to the Lord. You are so besotted with the Lord's beauty that you are giving something and Lord is also, you know, besotted and he is eating banana peels and say, ah, how nice this is, right? What kind of etiquette? Who will offer banana peels? Have you ever seen banana peels being offered to the deities? Special prasadam, janmashtami. No, right? Even we, we will not eat and we will not offer to the Lord also, right? right? So, there is no etiquette. What, where is the etiquette of Good, good. Krishna, take. What kind of etiquette is this? Who did that? Saubari. Not Saubari, Shabari. Saubari was quite the opposite. Shabari. She ate the bear and gave it to Lord. There is no etiquette over here. Or that lady in Jagannath Puri, who was Datun. And then she was mixing the khichdi. Somebody will think, oh God, I don't want to go there. Tell me where that prasadam is served. I'll stand in some other queue. Right? That's our mentality, right? Not at least not yours. My mentality will be like that. Right? I can't do take that. Somebody doing datur and pure devotee, and then saying, "No, no, you take this," right? Hmm. But I have seen devotees. I have seen devotees. I have seen devotees. I remember once in Toronto, and that's where it struck me. Once in Toronto, His Holiness Jayapataka Maharaj had just taken water to brush, and then he had he removed that in a jar, and one devotee took it immediately and drank it. You know. At first shot, I thought, oh, like that. But then later on, when you realize, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say these things, but it requires immense faith and immense affection to be able to trust and believe that this is the this is better than all the, you know, nectar in this world that is available. Hmm? The remnants of a pure devotee, like that. Okay. So, again, you know, so it's everything is not about etiquette, you know, external cleanliness, this, that, hmm? karna. Karna was the epitome of etiquette. Hmm? What was his etiquette? Whoever comes, Hare Krishna, not Hare Krishna. Welcome sir, what do you want? I want your Kavach Kundal. Take, no. Hmm? Very polite, very good etiquette. Hmm? But what happened? 
internally inimical towards the devotees, envious of the devotees, envious of the Lord. Hmm? So etiquette is not everything. I was hearing recently the story of uh, Dawood Ibrahim. <laughs> okay, the most notorious criminal the, amongst the FBI's most wanted in the world and India's most wanted criminal. Okay, so somebody was telling that even he follows certain etiquettes. <laughs> he says that uh, there are four things he said which is saved him from the greatest danger. He has no idea what danger is awaiting him. <laughs> but, but he thinks he has been saved. And he said his mother gave him these values. He said, do anything you want, but don't, do, don't take drugs in your life. So he says, I'm following this etiquette. No drugs. <laughs> like that. Only murder. <laughs> Only bomb blasts. Right? Now what kind of etiquette is that? Right? So etiquette in itself is not, is useless. Right? If you don't have other larger values in place. Then charity. He said charity also does not attract the Lord. Hmm? Of course, again, we are all the time asked to give in charity to, for Krishna conscious purpose. Hmm? So which is the charity he is talking about? That charity which is done with a view to attaining prestige. For example, even in devotional life, this can happen. Hmm? When that pot auction is happening. Hmm? What is that? What is that called as? A pani hati, pot auction. Okay. Sometimes, you know, it feels lot of pride. Fifteen hundred dollars. Jai! Dum, 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 dum. Prabhu, I bought that pot. <laughs> now, what is that? This is charity in the mode of passion. Charity in the mode of passion, this is. Okay. So, sorry, I'm just getting a cramp. Don't mind. So, Charity which is done with a view to prestige is charity in the mode of uh, is, is in the mode of passion. Hmm? Or that set Harkishandas Ganchamdas, you know, the typical Setji who builds a what? Charitable home. Setji is charitable home. And outside what will happen? There will be no statue of, there will be no deity of Krishna. Outside will be statue of Setji with his bald head. And on top of that a crow will be <laughs> excreting, right? Sedji's legacy is finished with that, correct? So nobody will even, his descendants will only be interested in what they can derive as inheritance. Nobody will even bother to clean the crow excreta from his head of the statue, right? This is what is charity, right? After that, who knows, who cares about what your charity? You don't exist anymore, right? right? So that charity is what he's talking about. Hmm? Whereas the real charity is the template which Rupa Goswami has given, hmm? where we have to keep some money aside for Krishna consciousness hmm? and regularly give for Krishna conscious purposes. Hmm? And Prabhupada writes in the purport to Nectar of Instruction, verse 4, when he writes, Dadati Pratigranati Guhya Makhyati Prachati Bhukte Bhojayate Chaiva Sadvidhi Preeti Lakshanam. So, in that Prabhupada writes purport, the greatest charity one can do is to give the charity of the holy name, hmm? which is being done amply in Melbourne. Hmm? In the Bhakti Vrikshas or our Bhakta Bhavan program, so much prashadam is be, being given. Hmm? So much money is going in organizing retreats. Right? Hmm? So, Grihasthas are spending so much money in cooking prashadam, feeding the Bhakti Vriksha members, taking them for picnics. So much investment of time, resources is happening. Hmm? So, that is the use. That, is, that charity pleases the Lord. Hmm? That charity where there is, which is done solely for the purpose of connecting the Children of Krishna who are separated with and reuniting them with the Lord. 
Then he talks about austerity. Austerity also cannot please. Krishna himself says in Bhagavad Gita, austerity can also be done in three modes of material nature. Hmm? Austerity in the mode of ignorance. What is austerity in the mode of ignorance? Troubling the body by trying to put a pin through the eyes. Like that. Have you seen that? I've seen in the tram. People coming like this. Like that. And I'm thinking, how, how come they did that? You know? And I also sometimes pinch and say, I can't do this. Right? So this is austerity for what purpose? Useless austerity. Hmm? Trouble for nothing. And actually it doesn't even look good after that. <laughs> right? Hmm? So, austerity in itself is not going to please the Lord. If that is what is going to please the Lord, even the karmis will go back to Godhead. Because sometimes they will wake up even before us in the morning. Why? Go for a jog, husband and wife. Or dog. <laughs> this is austerity, no? Picking up dog poo in the morning, what better, more austerity do you want? Hmm? Here we smell Lord, fragrance of Lord, nourishing Dev's oil. What they are smelling in the morning? That is austerity, definitely. What is the use? Right? We are, we are taking the fragrance which is pleasurable and still going back to Godhead and they are taking poo of a dog and they are not going to go anywhere. Probably next lifetime, what will happen? The dog will reciprocate with them. <laughs> That's all. They will be the dog, that fellow will be the master. Right? Hmm. So, what is the use of such austerity? Hmm. Or, uh, they also follow keto diet. Hmm. Just for becoming physically very fit, flat stomach. They may also follow all these things. Sometimes they may follow diet which we cannot follow. We will be nicely eating prasadam samoshas and kach kachori. Right? But they'll say, no, I don't, we don't eat all this. My husband and I, we are following keto diet. You know? Hmm? We see, see how fit both of us are. Because we have to walk our dog in the morning. We have to go to parties where we have to look good. Hmm? So even those people do austerity. What is the point? Hmm? Right? So austerity, that austerity is being condemned. Hmm? Cleanliness. Hmm? Non-devotees also invest so much time in cleaning the house. Hmm? Sometimes if you see the devotee, the, see, the, uh, see the car of a non-devotee and see the car of a devotee. <laughs> What will be in the car, of, car seat of a devotee? Yellow stains from Kichidi. <laughs> Yesterday only I found him. I had got some curd. It was fallen all over the car. Then I had to wipe that. <laughs> right? Our car trunk will be filled with what? Books. Tulsi ka o that stand. You know. All kinds of things will be there. Right? Right? So that, that's okay. That uncleanliness is, or not, I shouldn't say uncleanliness, that, that disarray is better than being clean and having a perfume over there with a Batman hanging from there. No. <laughs> but in our car, who hangs? Hanuman hangs. Right? Mm. So, there is no point in doing just cleanliness for the sake of it. Mm. Even technologically advanced countries, without God's consciousness, you will see more cleanliness and hygiene in these countries than Vrindavan, which externally will be unclean. Now, how to understand this? The cleanliness which is being spoken of is not only external cleanliness. External cleanliness is required. There is no doubt about it. We are not justifying that Vrindavan is unclean. Okay. Yes, Yamuna should not be polluted. Vrindavan should not be polluted. We should not carry plastic into Vrindavan. Right? Because cows are eating those plastic. Right? We are talking not only about external cleanliness, we are talking about internal cleanliness. As many times, you know, um, I, I remember this message, all of us are worried about leaving a better planet for the next generation, but very few of us are worried about leaving a better generation for the next planet. 
So that is the difference between just social responsibility and spiritual responsibility. So that cleanliness which only focuses on leaving a better planet is mundane cleanliness. Okay, it is, it is important but it is not more important than leaving a better generation for the next planet, right, for, for, for the planet. So Prahlad Maharaj is trying to contrast that. Finally he comes to vows, vrat vows. Now this vows, even non-devotees do vows. I remember early days, you know, when my wife and I were, you know, before our marriage, you know, after our engagement, she used to come to our you know, house. So even before that, she used to come when I was introducing her to my parents and all that, you know. So uh, one day she said, I'm doing vrat. I said, what vrat? In our Gujarati we do this vrat. I said, what is this? Jaya Parvati. I said, what is Jaya Parvati? I said, to get a good husband. I said, am I who na? <laughs> I said, I am there. Okay. No, 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 this vrat is there here. But anyway, you know, so that I, am, I remain good even after marriage. <laughs> good husband. <laughs> right? So I said, what do you all do in this vrat? No, no, we fast full night, we should not sleep. Okay, I said, okay. Then what do you do? I said, we have gone to the video parlor. We have got a nice cassette. Shah Rukh Khan movie is there, Dillo Ale. Some movie was there like that, I forgot. And full night, she and her sister watched that movie. I said, morning, and I nicely slept. <laughs> and then morning, I said, okay, vrat, huh? now we will take bath and now we will eat nicely. <laughs> now, what is this vrat? Right? <laughs> Which means we cannot, we, we are fasting, but while fasting we cannot think of the Lord. We need something else to forget that we are fasting. <laughs> right? We see need some entertainment. Right? Okay. So from today, when the same person is doing Nirjal fast, I can't fast Nirjal and all. Okay. But she can do, she, she has the ability, somehow Krishna has given her that ability to do that. And she does that, she can fast for endlessly. Right? But the same personality has now dovetailed that in Krishna Bhakti, fasting for the pleasure of Krishna, right? So therefore, this is what Krishna Conscious does to us. It puts a one ahead of all the zeros, hmm? without which everything is a mere waste of time, right? So, there is lot of emphasis even in vows for in, in Krishna Consciousness. Our whole spiritual life begins with vows. What are the vows we take? No meat eating, no intoxication, no illicit sex, no gambling. After all, it starts with vows only, right? Which Prabhupada instituted. But why Prabhupada instituted that? Because these are the four principles of dharma. Mercy, austerity, cleanliness and truthfulness. And those four pillars will be broken by these activities. Meat eating, illicit sex, gambling and... What is the other one I forgot? Intoxication. Yes. They will be broken, right? Therefore, if... We want to go out and espouse internal cleanliness with society to leave a next better generation for the planet. We have to first become internally clean. I cannot go and talk something which I myself am not following. And Prabhupada did not compromise on these vows. When Prabhupada was preaching in the United States, people used to come. Everyone is okay. Hare Krishna, Hare. But the Prabhupada, the moment he said, no illicit sex, he said, okay, see you later. <laughs> That's something we cannot do. We cannot stay away from alcohol. You tell us anything we'll do. We'll give charity, no problem. But please, along that one bottle has to be there in hand. <laughs> Prabhupada said, no. I am not going to compromise on these four 
regulative principles because these are these are this will take you diametrically opposite they are north pole and south pole hmm? north is golok vrindavan south pole is the path to hell so this will not be compromised hmm? so prabhupada emphasized actually on vows on taking these vows for accepting disciples so in this section if you see prahlad maharaj therefore is separating the wheat from the chaff to conclude if all these things do not give bhakti then what gives bhakti that will be all that is also important to understand right so it is said that bhakti can come there are various aspects of bhakti which are analyzed by acharyas the first is karmon mukhi shukriti i do lot of philanthropic activities i am i am always morally correct can i get bhakti just by doing that yes or no no where is it mentioned it is mentioned in the conversation between lord chaitanya and ramanand chaitanya mahaprabhu and ramanand rai on the banks of godavari at vidyanagar when they are doing this conversation when chaitanya mahaprabhu for the first time has met ramanand rai and then they are immediately doing this conversation and mahaprabhu is grilling ramanand rai tell me what is pure bhakti and ramanand rai is mentioning many of these components pure devotee is one who has to who can do austerities he can take vows he will abstain from meat eating illicit sex intoxication gambling mahaprabhu says tell me something more tell me something more not enough not enough not enough he is driving 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 hmm? and as a part of that ramanand rai tells a beautiful verse chaitanya charitamrit madhya leela 8.70 he says krishna bhakti rasa bhavitah matihi kriyatam yadi kuto api labhyate tatra laulyam api mulyam ekalam janma koti shukriti na labhyate which means pure devotional service in krishna consciousness cannot be attained cannot be attained even by executing pious activities for hundreds and thousands of lives it can be attained only by paying one price one price what is that price intense greed to obtain krishna that is the only price that has to be paid if, <coughs> if it is available somewhere if this greed is somewhere available somewhere only by one must purchase it at any price without delay <laughs> so look for devotees who have this transcendental greed tatra laulyam ekalam mulyam now the question is how to obtain that greed that is the next question that is explained in shrimad bhagavatam 5th canto chapter 12 text 12 the conversation between maharaj rahuguna and jadabharat where jadabharat is telling a beautiful verse to maharaj rahuguna what does he say he says rahuguna etat tapasanayati na chejjaya nirvapanad grihadva न चंदास नैव जलदग्नि सूर्य विना महत्पाद राजोभिषेकम ट्रांसलेशन माय डियर किंग रघुगुणा अनलेस वन हैज द ऑपर्चुनिटी टू स्मियर हिज एंटायर बॉडी टू स्मियर हिज एंटायर बॉडी विद द डस्ट ऑफ द लोटस फीट ऑफ अ ग्रेट डिवोटी अनलेस वन हैज दैट ऑपर्चुनिटी one cannot understand the absolute truth one cannot realize the absolute truth one cannot realize the absolute truth simply by observing celibacy or brahmacharya one cannot attain it 
by strictly following the rules and regulations of householder life. One cannot attain love of Godhead by leaving home as a vanaprastha renunciate. One cannot attain love of Godhead by accepting sannyas. One cannot accept, uh, 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 one cannot attract the Lord by undergoing severe penances in winter by keeping oneself submerged in cold water, nor by surrounding oneself in summer in between fire amidst the scorching heat of the sun. By doing all this circus, one cannot attain the Lord. There are many other processes to understand the absolute truth, but the absolute truth is only revealed to one who has attained the mercy of a pure devotee. Vina Mahatpada Rajobhishekam. So, Bhakti manifests only through a pure devotee. It can manifest through Agyata Shukriti, unknowingly serving a pure devotee. It can manifest through Bhakti Unmukhi Shukriti, which means Bhakti which has been done in the past lifetime, or it can manifest even if we have not done any damn thing in our life, but it can come through the causeless mercy of a pure devotee, which is called as Kripa, Guru Kripa. Prabhupada was asked by many people, Prabhupada, we were taking LSD drugs, we were having, doing all kinds of abominable activities. Prabhupada, what qualification in this lifetime did we have for becoming these sannyasis? Prabhupada said, you didn't have any qualification, I made your qualification. This is called as what? Guru Kripa. The love for Krishna which is in the heart of a pure devotee is transmitted to the heart of another personality just because of compassion the desire of a pure Vaishnava for someone else to become a devotee. So if that happens, then none of this is more important than that Guru Kripa. So that is the essence of what Prahlad Maharaj is instructing to his classmates. We have some three, four minutes for questions or corrections. I'll stop here. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Mike, this mic or this one more? You mentioned how, thank you for the nice class. You mentioned how knowledge does not make Lord Krishna happy. Implementation of the knowledge makes him happy. So Prabhuji, but we hear and like, like we, re, we read Srimad Bhagavatam, we hear Srimad Bhagavatam and at that stage we're not, we're not able to implement it. Later, later we're, we're able to implement it. So will Krishna not be happy by, will, not, will he not be pleased by us reading and hearing Srimad Bhagavatam? Okay, so the essence of Damodar Leela, two fingers short. What are the two fingers? Endeavor and mercy, right? So, 110% we have to be assured that Krishna is pleased with our efforts. Hmm? Krishna is pleased with work in progress devotees. <laughs> hmm? Yes, definitely in the Srimad Bhagavatam it is mentioned, Bhajanna Pakko Thapate Tato Yadi. Hmm. It is mentioned that if our bhajan has, is not pakahua, pakahua means ripe at the end of this lifetime, Krishna will still give us an opportunity. If the bhajan has been done for a short term, then he gives birth in a very wealthy family in the next lifetime. Or if the bhajan has been done for a very long term, but some vestiges of anarthas are remaining, then what happens? We get birth in the family of devotees, which you have got. Which means you have done bhakti for a long time in the previous lifetime, to get such good parents, hmm? right? 
and such good uh, siblings right so this is krishna kripa definitely that's coming from previous lifetimes hmm? so therefore nothing is waste in krishna consciousness krishna sees that we are making fledgling attempts to study the shrimad bhagavatam amidst all our material struggles whatever little bit we are trying to do that is what krishna says that is why he is called bhavagrahi janardana he is not like our boss who does performance appraisal at the cycle and then say what have you achieved now show me your achievements i don't care how much hard work you did right so be confident about that is it okay thank yeah. you prabhu hari krishna yes thank you prabhu prabhu uh, you spoke about uh, we have expectations uh, like you know the bosses and all they are very <laughs> so then the question is though sometimes we also expect uh, from our children as well like you know we are also so how to accept them as they are not as we want them to be yeah so i will i, I think i said this in one class before also but her grace jagatarani mataji gave me the most beautiful answer to this question in one sentence she cleared all my doubts she said whenever we go to lord krishna do not pray that oh lord please give me the intelligence on how to raise my children she says pray that please give me the intelligence how to raise your children <laughs> right and i thought it was very profound whatever she said hmm? the moment we think that we are responsible for the results of what our children turn up then what will happen we will go through two emotions either if they become good devotees we will become proud and if they don't we will lose faith in the lord two extremes are there right so don't go to both the extremes because they are not our children they are only spirit souls who have come in the womb of our wife in this lifetime that's all actually i'll tell you something which i thought my mother left first in 2020 february on nityanand rayodashi then my father left in december next year okay now i am thinking logically i'm thinking of course i'm hoping that both of them went back to golokrandavan okay by the mercy of their spiritual master but my mother would have would come first first in first out principle no inventory management right fifo <laughs> so she she left so she will come first so obviously in the next lifetime my father will be younger to my mother in the earlier lifetime he was elder and now i am thinking myself if i am born in no whatever year okay i was born in 1992 okay i am joking okay <laughs> so if i am born in 1968 and my mother is born in 1946 then i'm thinking in 1967 i must have been a very old man my mother was teenager <laughs> so who is young who is old who is father who is mother to who so if we actually take a larger view nobody is nobody's father nobody is nobody's children right we are all on a journey in different different lifetimes there are only roles so we have been given a role as a father we may think to take care of our children but we have been given that role for our own purification right so whatever our children may do good or bad we have to take it as for our own purification right and then similar rule applies to them also for their children right yes but yes we have to set good examples for our children that's all we can do we have to give a lot of love and affection to the children expose them to krishna consciousness very early in life that's one of the first lessons that prahlad maharaj gives but beyond that we cannot out control any outcomes thereof because then why why prabhupad says that finally every 
soul has to run his or her own plane. We cannot operate anybody else's aircraft. They have to decide for themselves. Every soul has come with his or her own permutations and combinations of karma from millions of lifetimes. Very happy if they, if our child becomes the next Prahlad Maharaj, next GBC of ISKCON. <laughs> right, very happy, right? It's dedicating life to ISKCON. But otherwise, okay, just take it as our own purification, where we continue to do our duties, but have full faith that as long as we have given them the basics, this is both His Grace Bhurijan Prabhu and Bhakti Rasamrat Maharaj, both told me this. Never consider that whatever you have invested in your children will go waste because sometime, either in this lifetime or next lifetime, you have given them something and that will never go waste. That is only thing they will carry from lifetime to lifetime. Sometime when they get frustrated with the material world, they will look for a fallback option and that time Paramatma will remind them, you have that option. Why? Because in their childhood they have done service to the Lord. So they will come back. So that's, that's what we can do and hope for. But we should never get attached to the concept of our children becoming devotees. It is similar to the mentality of materialists when they are attached to the concept that my son should study IIT, Bombay Computer Science or Medicine in All India Institute of Medical Sciences. They will say, Aapne bada kya? <laughs> And we will say, no, I didn't do it, but I want you to do it. So typically this is, you know, as Indian parents we go through this, that we want our children to achieve everything that we did not do it, right? It's very easy, it's very easy to put that pressure on our children. So we are not putting any pressure on our children to become this or that, right? All we try to do is, we try to set a good example and then we try to do our duty as parents, like even Nanda Baba did his duty to chastise, you know, and uh, you know, Jagannath Mishra did it to chastise Lord Chaitanya also. So we do our duties. Jagannath Mishra chastised Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu despite knowing that he was Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is how dispassionately he did his duty. So that's all we have to do. Hmm? That's my limited understanding. <laughs> I don't know whether I answered or not. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Prabhuji, how does uh, one collect Agyata Shukriti? <laughs> one does not collect Agyata Shukriti because it is Agyata. Yes. One doesn't even know that one has collected but it. But for, for beginners, like, how do they, you know, probably progress bit on this path of… Agyata Shukriti is prashadam. People may not come to the temple, but we can commence the devotional life of people by giving them prashadam. So nobody, nobody is against good food, nobody mm. is against good music. So inviting them for Kirtan, inviting them for Harinam, or… Uh, uh, and and uh, even if they give ten dollars, for Bhagavad Gita and never read that, they still have started their spiritual journey. So, so same basic principles, Harinam, book distribution, uh, Prashadam distribution, this is how Agyata Shukriti of anyone can begin. Because in any, none of this are we impinging on the free will of someone. Only when we ask them to chant, we are impinging on their free will. <laughs> Till that time, you can still start their Agyata Shukriti. Yeah. You had something? To, yeah. Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Hare. thank you for the wonderful class. So I had this question like, how do we differentiate if we are fasting, doing austerity, keeping Krishna in center or not? Because like everyone start with thinking, oh I'm doing this fast for Krishna or I'm doing this austerity, keeping Krishna in center. But how do we differentiate whether <laughs> we are actually doing it or not? Yeah. I'll tell you my example of my Nirjal Ekadashi. Okay. Once I did no, full Nirjal. But after that my wife told, Abhi say nirjal mat karna, <laughs> for heaven's sake. 
because i was blasting everyone in the house on that day <laughs> and then i came in the morning i saw cakes being served here i said gaya comes <laughs> right so fasting as long as as long as we can do joyfully for the pleasure of the lord for the pleasure of the lord then it is good but as long as that fasting gives us distaste distaste for bhakti then it is better to eat and do bhakti than to fast better to eat some gulab jamun and do few more rounds out of thanking the lord with gratitude for gulab jamun than hating him for making us fast because he is appearing <laughs> right so that is the essence of what he is telling na shrama evi kevalam na utpadiye yadi ratim rati means love towards the lord so anything so that's why we all have to do bhakti to the extent that we are enjoying the process if we try to do bhakti for showing one upmanship over others or by comparing us my peers are doing this prabhu ji please i want to do it because my peers are doing it and therefore they are all being recognized in the congregation if we do it for that purpose then krishna treats whatever we do like stool <laughs> it is nothing it is not attracted by it right for example let's say i tell you mata ji uh, i we wanted to uh, do you have a friend here in this room yeah Uh, so i no i know her let's say she has come uh, to my house and i have fed her nice prasadam then tomorrow i am you know inviting you also mata ji i want to invite you to my house for prasadam i'll tell you really i didn't want to invite you but only because she is your friend i'm inviting you will you come she said no 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 prabhu don't worry no <laughs> right so therefore this is not done out of any love or affection it is that just done because you know yeah you are my friends so so just you no know, somebody has told we should do so this is called as peers because i invited your peer you know i i think i should invite you also what's kind of nonsense is that she is not going to feel any happiness in that so whatever we do do it uh, out of joy bhakti is a process 9.2 where lord krishna says it should be done susukham kartum aviyam it should be done joyfully maza aana chahiye thank you hari krishna are we okay it's 9 10 now yeah, okay we'll take one last Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you uh, for the nice class. So today you mentioned about the different type of sukrutis and we also know the, uh, the karma unmukhi sukruti. But he said doesn't beget but many times when we engage people in the service, though they, don't, they may not have penchant or they may not be in favor, but that service will purify them. So is that also comes under no, the karma? No, that doesn't come under karma unmukhi sukruti. Mm. That comes under bhakti unmukhi sukruti. Because they are doing it for Krishna. They are doing mm. it to please you. because you are a devotee because they accepted your word as a practicing devotee you are part of the disciplic succession mm. they did it along with you so that doesn't count under karma mukhi shukriti karma mukhi shukriti comes when we are doing things services under the three modes of material nature driven by mode of goodness for example saying that okay i'm going to start a hospital age old home or whatever but that has got nothing to do with uh, godliness it may have to do with piety it may have to do with morality it may have to do it may be done with a humanitarian cause which are all glorious but then krishna is rewarding those people with heavenly planets but then he, no entrance to spiritual kingdom because of that mm. right mm. so that doesn't come out of that so so sukriti part sukriti means it should be connected to bhakti or no karma mukhi sukriti is there there is no doubt about that oh. karma mukhi is also called as sukriti mm. because by karma mukhi sukriti one can eventually come to bhakti but automatically one will not come to bhakti i'll give you an okay. example of that for example a family is very pious they are doing all kinds of yagya for example they are doing navagraha yagya right mm. all the nine planets right 
they have nothing to do with krishna they are doing it for navagra home so that every vastu shanti everything they are doing but what happens when they keep doing this keep doing this there is one prayer that comes towards the very end of everything what is that verse gayena vacha ప్లాట్ఫార్మ్స్టెప్ట్ what is beyond the three modes of material nature that's how so karman mukhi shukriti is a sufficient is a necessary condition but not a sufficient condition for entering spiritual world okay, okay. that's nice but it's a favorable wind yep thank you thank you nice okay we'll stop here any other questions we can do offline but at least class officially is over <laughs> hari krishna lila prabhupad ki jai grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai jai nitai gor pramanandi
Say 